0: Welcome to ThriveCast. Uh, This is a community podcast series where we are meeting with growth and engineering leaders uh, from all around the world. Our today's topic is slightly arcane, pursuit of hybrid growth for a SaaS product company. Uh, I came across this particular blog from uh, from Eve on how product-led should be, and this is an inspiration from that particular blog. Uh, Today with me, I have the author of the blog, the CEO and the founder of journey.io, which is an end-to-end integration platform for PLG. Uh, Eve Delonghi. Eve, welcome. How are you?
1: Thank you very much. I- I'm fine. Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, to all the listeners uh, who are, you know, probably seeing Eve, here's my my version of his resume. Uh, Eve lives in Belgium. Uh, he has been a sales leader. Has been associated with Santopia, which is a, a enabler for European technology ventures. Uh, he's also a board member, advisors to many startups. Uh, also an avid blogger. You'll see him. Hanging out on LinkedIn quite a bit, you know, these days as well. Uh, you know, uh, he also uses cool tools, you know, for LinkedIn marketing. And that's how I became a happy target of his campaign. know, he reached out to me through uh, <laughs> some some, fa- from, some tool called Phantom Buster. And he walked me through on how that works. And I'm so excited. So, Eve, welcome to, welcome to the Thrivecast. What do you think of my attempt to introduce you? Do you want to fill anything? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, no, very accurate, uh, Guru. Thank you very much for that. Well, I, I started my career actually, you know, with a tie and a, and a suit and, at IBM. Uh, it was back then, it was Internet Security Systems. And then eventually I uh, spent some time in the, in the States. I, I uh, spent three years in Redwood City, two years in Atlanta, Georgia, but also in Sweden and London, uh, so, so quite some, uh, some places. And indeed, I was always focused on uh, sales. Actually, by extension, in marketing, sales, customer success, all the customer-facing activities, basically. Uh, and so, uh, maybe as an introduction to uh, how I started the uh, journey, uh, this is basically yeah, yeah. you know how we how we how we started the uh, journey, um, being um, on an advisory board of a few companies. One of the questions often being asked is, where do I put money in to get money out? And it's an easy question, but it's a, it's, you know, it's a difficult answer. And if you hear people answer, it depends on which department they are. They're going to answer you things such as, you know, I'm doing all the good things because the money that you're giving me, I'm, I'm actually um, spending them so that I get uh, really good leads and sales says, yeah, no, and then I get these leads and I try to, you know, to convert them into, into sales, but the leads are not really, really always good. And customer success would say, well, you know what? We cannot keep any customers because they're they're selling it to the wrong people. And so you have sometimes the disperse, certainly in in companies uh, growing bigger between marketing sales and customer success. And so the first idea that we had was basically to create what is called a marketing attribution platform, a platform that basically uh, will look at all the touch points of a customer from the first time that he, you know. Looks at a at an ad on LinkedIn, clicks on it, comes on a landing page and then being nurtured from being a marketing uh, lead to a marketing qualified lead and suddenly a, a, a sales accepted lead. Mm-hmm. And then people, you know, will start talking to him and so forth. And so all these touch points, if you measure all these touch points and you have at the end long lasting customers, you can basically define which path are the best ones, you know, which marketing things works best and, and which uh, sales approach works best, and so forth. We uh, we came across quickly across questions like such as, cannot can I not do this with Google Analytics? Why do I, would I need you? And obviously there mm-hmm. are answers for that. But but the perception was was difficult. Now somebody told us like six months after that we started building. You know what? If I could look what people are doing on my platform, that would tell us a lot because that would basically tell us. If people are going to buy or not, or once that they're a customer, based on how they use the product, if they're basically going to churn or, or not. So you could do the same thing as a marketing attribution platform, but with the activities on a platform. And then from that time, take six months later, and we started reading stuff from OpenView about product led growth. And then we said, ah, this is how it's supposed to be called, because we were already building the product, but we didn't know that it was supposed to be called uh, product led growth, basically. Uh, Fast forward to today, we are closing one, two, three customers per month. Most of them are small and medium businesses. Most of them are sales-led growth, wanting to add some version, some gradation of product-led growth, basically, to their go-to-market motion. Uh, So this is where we stand today.
0: Congratulations, Eve. By the way, you you. you have a very wonderful company name, Journey.io. It's a very catchy name. Uh, but I, th- I think now I can understand the story that you told. Instead of having um, a platform on the side, you know, for marketing attribution, you actually integrate it with the product itself so that you can actually sell it to the product builders who understand not just the marketing side of the things, but how their product is getting used and use that use that usage for revenue generation. That's That's wonderful, I think. You know, um, uh, Kyle Poyer and whole bunch of other OpenView folks and whole and so many other PLG influencers have been predicting that this is this is this is coming. This is coming way fast.
1: And the thing uh, is, it, it's not only a, a problem for big companies, but also for small and medium business companies because uh, from the beginning, people tend to work in silos. People from product says, you know, I'm I'm interested in my product and this is my KPI and this is what I'm going to do with the product. But marketing needs that product data as well sales need that product data as well and so we saw that there is a lack in basically having the data flowing transparently across different uh departments and that that was a first uh this was our first insight that we had that, that we, we need to come up that we needed to come up with a, with a solution for that
0: so a single platform to rule the world so instead of well, one ring one ring for the marketing another ring for sales another ring for engineering you created a you know single platform one ring to rule all to uh,
1: to, to make sure that data is transparent so that everybody in the, in the company knows what people are basically doing on their website on their platform, and even broader because you, you were saying and, and very correctly, you were saying you know you, you started with also looking at marketing well today we basically very easily without needing any data warehouse without, without any needing any data analyst and, 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 and engineer i mean good people but very expensive certainly for small and medium businesses no what we allow them to do is to, just to make sure that all the data whether from your crm whether from your marketing automation platform whether from your from your ticketing system that they're all basically combined in one source of truth so in journey.io we know what people are doing on your platform but we also know who they are in all the systems that different people are, are using and we're combining that data. And maybe that goes a bit too technical uh, to, for, for, uh, for the audience.
0: Yeah, I think, no, I think that you, maybe this is why, you know, your your primary headline is this is an end-to-end integrated platform for for PLG, right? I think that now exactly. that, that it makes sense. Uh, so, Eve, maybe uh, let me ask this, you know, um, you know I, I loved your blog. So the, the first time when you had reached out to me and, you know, you shared, uh, you know, I was looking up you know, uh, I was searching on product-led sales on Google, and I found uh, a couple of your blogs that caught my attention. Right, even before you reached out to me through the Phantom Buster or LinkedIn marketing, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think the first blog I read, and I was looking at my notes last night, like, "Hey, how did I encounter Eve?" I think the first blog I read, you know, I, I read is about product-led sales, right? And the next blog, soon after that, I read is how product-led should you be. Right, which prompted me, like, hey, I need to talk to you. Right, this is an this is an amazingly written blog. Uh, to our audience, to the listeners, could you give a context on what do you mean by how product led should you be? Uh, sure. Let, let me give the context a little bit, you know, so that we can add, you know, a little more flavor to it. There's a lot of conversations around, hey, that you can you can be a purist of product led. A lot of many small and medium businesses they might start their journey on sales led. Uh, but they eventually stumble across product led and they either jump onto it. But more and more these days, early stage startups are doing product led from the very beginning. Right. Uh, so, and this blog that you had, you know, was, was very, very interesting. You created a continuum. So, to our audience, could you give us a context of what is that continuum and what do you really mean by how product led should you be? Sure, sure. Guru,
1: is it okay if I just go one step earlier and, and, and explain people maybe oh, why Product Lab wrote in the beginning? You remember, like we have companies like Slack and Miro and and, and Figma. You remember Figma was acquired yeah. by Adobe for $20 billion? Uh, yep. uh, dollars? Even more important is that they were actually acquired for 50 times their annual recurrent revenue at Correct. that time.
0: Correct.
1: 50 times. And the reason why was that if you looked at the, the growth, uh, you know, of, of Adobe at that time and the one of Figma, it was really, really, really more steep. And so, you know, people thought, listen, what, 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 how come? And one of the, the, the major thing is, and, and it's becoming a, a trendy word now, and it's product-led growth. Basically, it means two things. On the on a, on a, a lead generation part, it means basically that you can um, have an acquisition channel a allegiance channel which is basically your product itself i'm using uh, figma i want to share it with you to collaborate with you you don't know it suddenly you know it ah you become a customer because you you know you, you, you saw how good it is and you start using it yourself which is called viral loops okay. this is yeah. one part another part was also and, and so people thought wait a second i have my traditional customer acquisition cost which is really really high and it's increasing and I have all my lead gen channels, and suddenly I have this one channel that generates way more leads at a lower price. Yes, I'm going to save money on customer acquisition costs. That was the whole idea. And then there was a second part as well. You and I do, we are old people. I'm sorry, but that is, I mean, young you new sure? generations younger generations, they don't want to talk to sales anymore. What they want to do is basically taste the product. They they want to to, uh, experience the the product. And once that they experience it, then they say, okay, this is good, this is bad, I'm going to experience another one. They compare, and then they say, I like this product most, I'm going to buy this product. So there is also a tendency of the market to go PLG for that. Now, on the first topic of lowering customer acquisition costs, what people tend to forget is that the money that you save in customer acquisition costs, well, you have to put it in the product because you have to adapt the product in, in, in a way that you have that viral loops and um, and, and, and and so forth. So now go, going more into details on, uh, for building further on that and going to your uh, to your question, is that for everyone the, the, the case? You would say, well, no, maybe not. You know what? If I am selling diamonds online and I have a ticket size price of. Uh, 30,000 euros each time that I sell something. Why would I need to go uh, PLG? Why would I need to go PLG at all? Well, even then, there is a reasoning where you can say, well, maybe people want to still make an account first and then look at the product and look at the diamonds and so forth, then at least to talk directly to a salesperson. So the the second part then comes into account. Moreover, um, it's simply good sales practice even in a traditional sales led growth to look at data to know which people are actually doing which stuff on my on my platform i mean we we all remember that you know when we when we started using the crm and then suddenly it was in, in the 90s and in, in the 2000s it was like a more database and, and you the, picked up the phone and you were trained for that to say you know and did you like it and did you do this and the person saying you know i, I i'm already a customer and you wouldn't know, or listen, I, I made a mistake. I never looked at your, your system at all, and you remember how discouraging this was for salespeople because they had to make like you know they had like five hundred leads, they only had time for one hundred calls, and then they started calling, and they didn't know who to call first because eventually they didn't know what people were doing on their platform. Well, today, with the fact that the the, the, the investment needed to have that data available in your sales call has lowered in such a way. That even if you don't want to go product-led growth, that you still want to go sales-led growth, you have 500 leads. Well, call those ones that are best performing on your platform, that most resemble your ICP. And your ICP might be in your CRM, but might also be a part of your marketing. Uh, um, uh, Your ICP of data of your ICP might also be resident in your marketing, or maybe Uh, He already called uh, customer success twice, and that data wasn't uh, transparent and and wasn't flowed through. Well, with journey.io, or with what we call a PLG platform, what you're going to do is because you have all that data available, also when doing your typical traditional sales-led growth call, you will at least have product-led growth elements that you can use for your call. And this is a, in, in the gradations that we have. And let me take a, a pen to, to illustrate this uh, better. So if, you, if this is SLG and this is a PLG, well, the first gradation is what we call sales-led growth product assistant.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: meaning that you're still going to do your classical marketing, marketing uh, accepted lead, marketing qualified lead, sales accepted lead. But at any point, you will have always all the data of your customer, including what they're doing on your platform, available to make the correct choices, who to call, who not to call, and, and so forth. And this is already quite an, 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 an improvement over the traditional sales-led growth without knowing anything what your people are doing on, on your platform. Now, going further now uh, to, towards product-led growth. Personally, we, don't, we do not have any pure product-led growth company. We had one, and they basically came back from being product-led growth to actually being product led sales. Now l- let me tell you first of all why would somebody choose for product led growth or or, or product led sales or, or, or sales led growth or or, or, or product led growth. Well, if you are selling if you are selling software that has a ticket size in the order of I don't know $49 $99 you can imagine that you know, what your lifetime value has to be before you can basically meet your customer acquisition cost, which is extremely high. Mm-hmm. And so you cannot afford hiring a lot of people, which are at least in Belgium and, and, and I guess in, around the world. I mean, good salespeople correctly, they, they, they cost a oh, lot cool. of money. And, and again, they're, they're all worth their money. Absolutely. But so you cannot keep adding expensive salespeople if your ticket size is only like like, like, like uh, $49. So you have a tendency then to say, wait a second, I need to rely more on product-led growth because I need to have that, that lead gen channel, that viral loop channel, that is basically allowing me to acquire more leads at a way lower cost than my, my classical sales led and so forth. Now, on the other side, if you're selling a ticket size of 30,000 uh, euros uh, ARR per year, then you're going to put those salespeople on because they're worth it. They're worth it. You know, they're, they're worth it. Now, why would you, if you're selling $49 a piece, still want to have sales? Well, if you're going to sell to a company called Microsoft.com, or to Apple.com, then those $49 a piece, uh, a seat, multiplied by 500,000 uh, seats, well, that's that's worth it. Now, if you have, in those cases, if you have like a 1,000 leads coming, or some of our customers have, have over 10,000 new leads coming per month. Who are you going to call? How are you going to, to detect that, oh, this is one from microsoft.com and this is one from uh, uh, apple.com. And, uh, and, and by accident, he's actually actually doing the right things. We see that he's all, do, all doing the onboarding checks and, and so forth. So, you know, now I'm going to, to set a task to, to put a task in my sales team to say, listen, call these guys as quickly as possible. They're from the right SCP. This is the segment that they're a part of. And they have a a conversion score of 48%, uh, sorry, 84% because they've all done this and this and this and this on your platform. This is what they want to know. And so their job now becomes, rather than trying to call all the leads, they're just following the list of tasks that they're receiving. And this is then your product at sales. And so how product, lead uh, growth should you be well either you're pure sales led growth which i don't think it's it's a good solution anymore seeing the the, the uh, seeing the price of, of a plg platform you either can be sales led growth product assisted you can be mm-hmm. product led growth sales assisted or what we call product led sales or really when you're selling if you don't want to hire any salespeople because you're never going to sell to microsoft.com and so forth then you can go pure plg that, you know then that 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 would work as well, but so typically it's it's those two it's that, that that works best, yeah, yeah.
0: exactly no, I think so, you said it really really uh really beautifully, right, so we'll probably even take some of these clips around it, uh, but I think you know uh I'm trying to digest the information that you've shared, right, so i'm we'll go one by one and help me understand whether I'm getting that right uh I think what you're saying is uh self service is here to stay. Right. Even if it's a big ticket item, even if you're selling diamonds, people want to go feel it, touch it, try it, you know, even before they want to buy it. Um, right. Unless you want to sell only to dinosaurs like us. Yes. Correct. Right. The, the young people the, want
1: to try the, the, the software.
0: Right. And the second thing that you're saying is, uh, you know, if, if your market and your price points are low, you can't really afford sales to be coming in. So, you know, you have to become product led uh, at, the, at the very outset for capturing the long tail of the market, right? So the example that you gave was $49, you know, per per unit price of of a product. You also gave an interesting example uh, about selling to larger companies. Uh, Even though you are product led, right? You might still want to sell to larger companies with a higher ticket price uh, because the number of units are high and there are a lot more other integrations. And by the way, it was just last night or day before the news came in that Amazon has now bought Microsoft 365, the Office 365 suite of products, so the productivity tools, for a billion dollars, okay. and it took right. more than year and a half for Amazon to negotiate with Microsoft. You know, for that particular. So essentially, all of the Amazonians now instead of using internal tools to do all of these things, they will use Microsoft 365. I think you okay. you, you make your point point very you know very interesting in that even if you are product led, meaning they could have bought you know. Uh, online and went uh, and purchased Microsoft 365 product, uh, you know individually as well. But for a larger enterprise, when they're acquiring, they need to be have a sales-led story. So this gradation story that you have, it's it's very interesting that there may not be any purist left over a period of time, right? I think that's what that's your last point is everyone has to be product-led, and as they grow, they also have to become sales-led, or the other way around. If they are starting the journey from sales-led eventually they will have to also add product lead and things in between so they may not necessarily be a purist on either side of the equation your your pen diagram that you showed right which is the the gradation diagram. yeah the, abs-
1: absolutely absolutely
0: uh, this is very interesting so uh you know um, let me jump to the next question so one let's let's say we understand that nobody can be a purist and you know there is a gradation in between uh you know uh, and very likely most uh, you know, even small businesses would need something of this sort. Large businesses will also need something of that sort. So they might fall in between either product-led with sales assist or sales-led with product assist, right? Uh, you know, so now taking a small step back, you know, you recently also posted uh, a beautiful blog on the five predictions for product-led sales, right? And that touched upon some of these areas as well. I know uh, to the listeners, we'll actually add it to the, as part of the show notes. Uh, and uh, this is a, this is an amazing, let me kind of summarize it and we'll talk, touch upon that. Uh, sure. So if your first prediction, you know, uh, falls, you know, right into the place where we already talked about self-serve for all. Right? I think that's, that's you know, you, you, you made your point very clear on that's happening regardless of it. Your prediction number two is if self-service is for all, embracing hybrid uh, go-to-market strategies is... Is the next to be right? so that's the next prediction meaning go build self-serve but start implementing the hybrid growth market strategy that's the gradation part that you talked about absolutely yeah okay the third prediction that you've had is the ai resolution ai revolution in the customer engagement is now on uh you need to have your product-led sales or you know anywhere in between that gradation still need to drive a lot more productivity due to ai engagement right otherwise sales guys are spending a whole bunch of time crafting out messages figuring out what the portion of the journey so all of that is probably you know what you're mentioning about ai revolution so sure. uh, if
1: i i mean you want me to pick in right. already okay yeah, yeah. So,
0: so, yeah I'm, I'm just walking through the this thing and we'll okay. pick we'll pick uh you know one or two from, from this Uh, So, the last two predictions, the first, you know, uh, number four, prediction number four is product-led sales for small and medium businesses. We touched upon that a little bit and we'll talk more about that. And the last prediction is sales reps and, you know, customer success managers, they will use the product usage data, you know, and they become the champions, right? So, to to the audience, these are the five predictions. And let's maybe pick, you know, maybe one or two based on the time that we have. Uh, The first one, uh, you know, let me pick is... You mentioned self-serve for all. Uh, let let's start with the prediction number one. What do you really mean by self-serve for all? You know, uh, you know, are you saying that the large sales-led companies will have to go invest in self-serve uh, right away? Is this is this what your indication is that you know the smaller ones can probably meet that market need right and get to self-serve much faster? But is your, alt, is your prediction also to say that, hey, large companies who are only sales led at this moment, right, they should also start thinking about sales for What do you mean by prediction number one?
1: Absolutely. Again, this has more to do with the second, you know, when I made the history of our product that wrote, the second part was, you know, about us being dinosaurs and, and, and the younger generation coming in and so forth. People, there is a clear tendency that people want to test software. And you might say to yourself, yeah, but you know what? It's too difficult. If I cannot really show the value, then, then basically, the, 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 then they will misunderstand it. And that's, that's why I don't want to do a, a self-serve. But you know what? if 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 you cannot show with demo data and other data what the value is mm. of your product, independent how difficult it, it is, you know you don't have to explain everything. take one or two values that is simpler to explain, and at least let them on their own experience those values. If not, chances are big that smaller companies will come in, they will show the value they and 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 people will start using the product. Compare one, two, three products, and the third or the fourth one or the fifth one will only have a sales motion. I'm sorry, you cannot mm-hmm. test it. You have to call it with the salesperson. You know what? I'm already happy with, with the three of those. So I'll start just with, with, with right. those three and, and forget the the, the the fourth or the fifth one where I cannot uh, experience it on myself. This is what is happening right now. This is even not a prediction that this is uh, happening right. Now. And again, I understand some people say, wait a second, but one, it's hard to uh, do a self serve motion yeah you'll have to invest in, in in that that is correct second and that's that's typical the objection that I hear is you know what but it's too difficult to explain to people. We are not just like a word processor you know it's difficult what we do. well, make it easier show it to two people. There are lots of tools now that that allow you to do really great onboarding that that show you step by step you know this is what what it means this is what it means and and even if after that. Uh, you still need a meeting then to to explain more. At least you already have shown first or second and second value to your customer. Make them interesting enough so that they will have a meeting with you to know more about your, your product. So if, not, if your self-service will not serve as really doing a full conversion, at least it will be a really great lead gen channel where leads will come in, have that first experience and actually you know uh, urge to to for you to to get uh, a meeting with them uh, basically
0: so what you're saying is uh, you know prediction one Seltzer or for all if you can't go whole hog on to sign up for free button and giving them the experience at least get to the interactive demos at least show them you know uh, the value of your product in some ways or mechanism create that awareness through this mechanism right rather than being exactly. completely you know completely hey you know you have to talk to sales and we will only come in and you know, book demos and, and do that so what you're saying is exactly. at least get to some portion of the self serve, either the interactive demos or uh, you know go whole hog on the self serve with the sign up okay yeah uh, i think that's what you mean so, so
1: so different levels You have some people that put just on on the website you know you can just click on the website mm-hmm. and see a few screens and so forth yeah, that, that's, that's firstly, that's certainly the, the first stage. I'd like to have one step further in, in, in already building up that relationship with my new lead here is let them create already an account and show him right. already a few things that are great so right. that he can already start sharing and uh, and do certain things on, on their own. This is what we did and, and it works for us. Our prediction yeah. is again that, uh, that, that that the, the, the cost of implementing a self-serve motion and so forth will will go lower in the future. So there isn't really much reason why not to have a try-for-free uh, button on your website and 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 to basically start uh, inviting people on, on your platform.
0: Great. Yeah. And by the way, that's what we are also attempting as, as part of a product. We are right now building our own self-serve motion. Uh, coming to prediction number four that you have. PLS for small and medium businesses, you know, could you expand a little bit about uh, where is the PLS market at this moment? You know, I'm assuming from this particular statement, you are saying currently the market is not for small and medium business for PLS. It is only for large companies. Is that what you mean by that? And we had to lower the bar for PLS and make it democratically available.
1: Yes, indeed. Uh, We've seen a lot of solutions, very good solutions on the market, but they are focused on enterprise. And then. You know, there is a reasoning behind it. Thinking is, you know, I need to do a lot of effort if I can earn like an MRR, a monthly recurring revenue of 2000 or $3,000 rather than $200 or, or even for free. You know, there's a lot of work that I have to do. So, you know, I, I, I need to have those uh, those economics right. We think in, in, in a more longer term. And so for us, we what we've seen is that a lot of really small and medium businesses are dying to get really their data data okay and to see uh, things. Now, when I say PLS, most Mm -hmm. of them actually uh, start with a sales-led growth product-assisted motion. They are starting with just making sure that they know what people are doing on the platform, that they have the right metrics we uh, have one customer that has a bookkeeping uh, uh um program well if they can see the average invoice um of their customer over the last 30 days and they can see you know how much that, that that in that average invoice uh increases or decreases that for them is one of the metrics that they're that they're looking at to see if a customer is improving or is is getting worse they only want to have the data so they're not that far that they start automatically creating tasks for salespeople and support, like you would expect from a, from a, a, a product that wrote sales assisted, a PLS, uh, motion. But so our prediction is that I mean, the, the question that my co-founder Hansa and I are asking all the time is the following. Will there ever be within here and one year down the road, one SaaS product that will start and that will not want to have usage data. In their CRM, in their marketing attribution uh, automation platform, in their uh, ticketing uh, system? And the answer for this is clearly no. And we see this. Some of our customers don't pay us. We help them. They don't pay us yet because they're not yet at 200 monthly active contacts. Some of them are paying us $200 per per month. And that's okay because we see that they're growing. And as they're growing, we will grow as well as as, as a a uh, PLG uh, platform. And so that's my prediction: is that uh, there will there won't be any SaaS company that will start basically without having any knowledge about what people are doing on the platform anymore, just as it used to be in, in the early days of SaaS.
0: Well, thank you so much, you Noeve. Know, I know I learned so much, and we are out of time today. But uh, cheers okay. to the hybrid growth! Uh, I learned so much from you. Uh, and to close, uh, to close in, you know, to all our listeners, uh, if you've enjoyed today's discussion, please do leave a comment. Uh, and you'll be able to listen to the podcast or watch it on YouTube as well. Stay tuned for more insights. We'll have more guests, more demos. Until next time, keep thriving. Thank you very much, uh, Guru. It, it was a privilege being on our show. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much.